Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. Praise the Lord. God is so good. Amen. And I got a question for you this morning. Amen. As you remember the series that we've been going on and what God has been doing from our conference, Lord of Crossover to now is I'm here to say, I ask you a question. Do you still have a shout in your spirit? Come on, come on. You got to have that shout in your spirit. Amen. Shouting one time last Sunday is not going to do it. Come on, that one shout is not going to take you to, to 2024 and beyond, amen. There has to be a shout that's always in there. We say I, we need a shout with a voice of triumph. Come on, triumph is victory. Triumph is a shout of, of success, amen. In Psalms 47, 1 to 2 says this, Oh, clap your hands, all you peoples. Shout to the Lord with a voice of triumph, for the Lord Most High is awesome. Is he awesome? Come on, somebody say he's awesome. For the Lord is most uh, high is awesome. He is great king over all the earth. Amen. This is the God that you and I serve. Amen. And because of that, and we are his people, we should shout with the voice of triumph, amen, because he is an awesome God. Come on, somebody. Come on, he is good, he is victorious, amen. He is the great king over all the earth. Come on, every king will bow down before him. You understand, he is the king of kings, and he is the Lord of lords. This is who you and I serve, amen. We serve a God that is alive, and well, hallelujah. Come on, every other God, everything that they've created in man, Buddha's dead, Muhammad's dead, Jesus is still alive. Come on, somebody. And he's the only one that alive that rose from the dead. Come on, you got to remember the God that we serve, amen? So we need to keep this shout and not stop. Look at your neighbor and say, don't stop. Look at someone else and say, keep shouting. You got to keep shouting, Amen. Now, I'm not saying shout all crazy and you're, like you're, you're crazy. Ah! I'm, not, I'm not saying that, amen. I'm saying you're shouting because you're confident of the God you know. You're shouting because no matter what comes your way, there's a shout in your spirit saying, you know what? My God's going to show up and blow my mind again. It's a shout inside of us saying, you know what? Everything's going to work out. Everything's going to be good, amen, because my God is always there. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. So that is a shout that I'm talking about that we need to have always. It's just not on a Sunday morning. It's not just when you're feeling good. It's not just because you got a raise on the job, amen. Everybody likes to shout like, woo, I got a raise. And, and then the rest of the time you don't shout. There has to be a shout constantly, even when things are not going good. We got to shout because he's still good. Come on, if you woke up and you can see me, give a shout, hallelujah. Not for me because you can see me, hallelujah. Oh, nobody wants to shout now. <laughs> you got to listen to the cues, guys. Come on. We're live. Hallelujah. Help me out. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 6. Amen. This is where we've been at through the book of Joshua. Amen. I just want to hit a little bit. And, and there's some confirmation that's already happened that we'll, you'll see right now what God is doing here. 
Joshua chapter 6, 1 through 5, it says this. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king, and all its strong warriors. You and your fighting men should march around the town once for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn. And on the seventh day, you are to march around the town seven times. Somebody say seven times. Come on. With the priests blowing the horns. When you hear the priests give one loud blast on the ram's horn, have all the people shout, as loud as they can and then these walls of the town will collapse and the people can charge straight into the town amen did you get that you understand it okay tell me about it no. <laughs> praise the lord hallelujah listen if we are going to maintain our shout in our crossover and our shout during difficult times or hard times in our lives, our shout, amen, even when the enemy is huffing and puffing, trying to take your shout away, amen. You got to understand that we need to understand today that prayer, somebody say prayer, prayer has to be a big part of that. If you're going to maintain that shout in your spirit, you got to be a person that prays. Come on, if you're not a prayer, you don't see God, amen, you're not going to shout. You're just going to shout because the crowd is shouting. Come on, but there's not a shout inside of you because a prayer is needed for the shout inside of us to come out. Come on, because I'm not talking just a shout of outside. I'm talking about a shout about inside of you know who you are and who you belong to. So prayer has to be a big part of that, church. I am a byproduct of prayer. You are a byproduct of prayer. Come on, somebody prayed for you. Whether it's a grandma, grandpa, mom, dad, uncle, aunt, friend, somebody prayed. You just didn't get in here because you were just all that. Somebody prayed you in. Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, someone was asking the Lord. Someone was placing you on the Lord's throne saying, can you save my daughter? Can you save my son, my grandson? Somebody was praying for you. So we are all a byproduct of prayer because prayer, listen church, is powerful. Come on. If you are going to continue, if we're going to continue in our crossover, then prayer must be part of our walk. You take prayer away, guys, you die. We, we die. We stop coming. We stop believing. We stop trusting. Prayer has to be part of our lives, amen, not just a place that we go to when we're in need of something. Prayer is part of who we are. We are a, That's our character. I, I, I pray to the Lord, not because I need something, but I'm just praying because I, I just, I, I just want to pray to Him. I, I just want to thank Him. I, it's, it's a relationship. It's our communication with the Lord. Can somebody say amen? So it has to continue and has to be part of our walking. And that's why it's important to gather on Sunday morning. You know, we don't just have war room to have war room. Our war room is for you guys. It's for us to gather and pray. Because let me tell you, we can walk in messed up, tore up from the night before. Come on. You had a bad Saturday, a bad week, and you come in here without prayer. You're carrying all that. Prayer releases that. 
So when the word comes forth, amen, now you can receive instead of letting worry, trouble, confusion, all this take place in your life, amen. Prayer's a way to release and say, God, I, I, you start to pray to the Lord, and then you start to be reminded, why am I freaking out when God is so good? Come on, somebody say amen. Come on, that, that's what prayer is. It's for us. It's for you. Come on, somebody says for me. Come on, we think it's for something that we need, no, but it's something that he wants to place inside of you that releases that you can receive what he wants to give you. So that's why we have war room prayer. That's why we gather once a month on a Saturday morning here for you. Come on, that we can come together, pray for a city that desperately needs God, a world that's falling apart without God. And so we're here to be that, to get us back into the mindset of God. We all have problems. Come on, somebody say amen. You got problems, just go like this. Come on, if you're not waving, you're a liar. Hallelujah. <laughs> we all have problems, amen. We all go through things in our lives, amen. And those problems are always going to exist, but we have a God that helps us through. The world has uh, loose, uh, 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 freaks out. The, the world will search their, their problem solution through drug, alcohol, whatever's out there, amen. But we got a God that we can go to that gets us through. Come on, somebody. Come on, it, it's, it's the best thing that we have. And so we have something to get us through there. Come on, the, 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 the word never says that you'll never have any problems if you give your life to Jesus. Jesus himself says you're going to have troubles. You're going to have tribulations. You're going to have some hard times. Amen. But I've overcome the world. Look to me and I'll get you through. Can somebody say amen? So you got to understand prayer has a big, big, be a big part. We just don't throw it in because it sounds fancier or we got to have this. No prayer. We believe here for prayer. We believe you, you got to believe for prayer, church. Cause once you stop, amen, you die. Prayer is part of our crossovers. Prayer is what helps us in our walk, church. We need to have a relationship with Jesus, and the best way of having that communication is through the way of prayer. Can somebody say amen? So this morning, I want to minister a message entitled, Get Your Shout Back. Come on, tell somebody, get your shout back. What's wrong with you? Tell your neighbor, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Come on, we should always have a shout in our spirit. There should always be a smile on our, on our face, church, especially when we gather, amen. We come in and we just, we just come in. I'm here. <laughs> and it's great that you made it here, but you're not praying. I can tell you that because prayer automatically lines you up. When I, when I get up this morning, I got up and I'm just sitting there and just thanking him when I, me and him every Sunday have a cup of coffee. Actually, every morning I have a cup of coffee with Jesus, and I'm just talking to him. And I just he just opens my eyes. I start looking around my home, and I said, "Man, God, why am I complaining sometimes when you've been so faithful?" And then coming to church and seeing people, uh, God's always been good. Can somebody say amen? amen? So we need prayer, but you need to get your shout back. When you get your shout back, you get your giddy-up back. Hallelujah. Come on, you, you walk different with a shout. You talk different with a shout. Come on, you, you, you just walk with a confidence. You know, there's something when you're excited about God and who the God you serve, amen, that you just kind of walk like, yeah, everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be good. How are we going? You know, we encourage each other. So when somebody's down, we're there to lift them up. 
That's why it's so important to gather that we can lift each other up. Amen. So come on, get your shout back. Come on, somebody. I've learned that sometimes you need to pray for and sometimes you need to pray through. Amen. The Israelites circled in prayer, trusted in their God, but they prayed through with a shout, church. So you got to understand, you got to listen, church. We must be a people not only to pray for, but to pray through. You have to circle your prayer, but you got to praise through with a shout. Amen. Because behind every moment, listen, behind every miracle, behind every headline is or is, is a footnote. And that footnote today is a reference point or an explanation of that headline. And that footnote this morning, church, is prayer. Prayer is needed. Prayer is needed in your life. Prayer is needed in your home. If your marriage is falling apart or things are going, you need to pray. Don't complain about her. Don't complain about him. Come to God, amen, and start to pray. If your children are going nuts, amen, pray to the Lord for your kids. Pray for your workplace. If your boss is getting on your nerve, pray for him. Don't talk about him in the lunchroom. Oh, some of you guys are doing that, huh? Come on. Don't talk about your pastor in the cafe. Oh, 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 oh. Not in the church. I do it outside. Not in the church. Listen, if you say I, if you focus on the footnote, in other words, if you focus on the prayer part, if you continue circling your prayer, keep trusting Jesus, our God, our Heavenly Father will write the headlines for your life, church. Come on. And they will produce a shout in your spirit. See, your prayers, say my prayers. Your prayers have eternal values. Listen, your prayer can change the course of history. It can change the course of his story. In your life. Somebody say his story. It's all about him, church. Amen. The Bible is filled with his story. Come on. The course of history affects how we live today. Imagine that in the text I just read in Joshua chapter 6, if the Israelites stopped circling on the sixth day. Come on, imagine if they would have broke their silence and said, you know, what are we doing walking around circles? These, these, these walls are not coming down. Come on, imagine, amen, if they stopped circling on the 12th time around instead of going one more time. Listen, they would have done a lot of walking for nothing. They would have been like the generation before them and they would have defaulted on the promise. Same as with us, church. If we stop circling our prayers, come on, have you ever stopped circling a prayer? Come on, all of us fall guilty of that. Come on, we're praying for something, we're believing for something, and we're circling it, and we're believing God. You came out of a, a revival, you came out of a conference, you came excited, oh, I got my prayer back, amen. I'm going to wake up at 5 in the morning, I'm going to seek God like I used to, amen. And we did it for a, a couple of days, amen, and all of a sudden, the, the third day, is like, ah, oh, what am I doing? Like this morning, I could have slept another hour, but my mind... Was still my body was still waking up, amen. Though it was uh, uh, five o'clock, it was really six o'clock in my body. So guess what time I woke up today? 
Five o'clock, amen. I was like, man, I want to sleep that hour. I needed that hour. I was waiting all year for that hour. But we get up, amen, and we start circling our prayers, believing God. But then we start listening to the lies. We start listening to the devil. We start listening to other people, amen. And we start looking at our circumstances and we say, nothing's changing. This thing doesn't work. Come on, you ever stop praying? Gave up on God. Thought, man, this nothing's going to happen in my life. We stop praying and we lose out on the promises. The blessings, the miracles. Our focus on the footnote. We've got to focus on the footnote, church, and God will write the headlines. But the problem is that most of us don't get what we want because simply we don't know what we want. Or we're too lazy to ask. The second problem is that most of us don't get what we want because we stop circling and we stop believing. Come on, somebody say amen. We give up too easily, church. Because we're a people that want results like tomorrow. Come on, we, we come to the Lord, amen, and we know that he's a miracle-working God. And we say, God, I come to you in this prayer, but you better answer me like in an hour. <laughs> if you don't answer me now, I'm, I'm gone. You know? We, we, we put demands on God, and we give up too easily. We give up too soon, and sometimes we quit right before the miracle is going to be released. Listen, church, we need to discover the difference between praying for and praying through. Not only do we need to pray for our Jericho, but we have to pray through our Jericho. There are circumstances that we all pray for, and it gets the job done. Come on. Like praying for our meals, right? Come on. I believe in very short prayers from before meals. Very, very short prayers. Because I believe on eating food while it's still hot. <laughs> Come on. But have you ever had a person that you ask to pray, and they just go on and on <laughs> You know, my, my father-in-law, God bless his soul, amen. Amen. This guy was a prayer warrior, warrior, and he would pray, and I would say, you know, I asked him, Mago, go ahead and lift up the prayer for the food, and I was like, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> but he started praying. He would cast out demons from our food. He, caught, he started casting out calories. I mean, he started just doing all kinds, and it'd be like a half hour before we eat. But I believe that there are times that we have to pray through, church. We need to hit the altar of God, amen. That's why these altars are open. That's why it's free to come. And during worship, amen, people come. They'll get on their knees because they're, they need to hit the altar of God, amen. Come on, we need a we need a little neology, amen, when we get back on our knees before, amen. Come on, some of us, I mean, we don't want to get on our knees because we're going to mess up our pants or, or whatever it is, amen. I don't want to get on the carpet or, or I'm too old, I'll never get back up. You know, whatever it is, amen. But we need some neology. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. We need to grab the horns of the altar of God and not let go until God moves. Amen. Well, come on. This is what we need today. Say, God, move upon Israel. God, move upon your church, Lord. Wake up your church. God, help us to prepare ourselves because you're coming back soon. 
And I know they've been saying that for a long time, but we are closer, church. You never know when that trumpet's going to blow. Will you be ready? Will he find you on your knees seeking him? We got to go back to a place where we refuse to move from circling our prayers. Listen, in some cases, we must intercede until God intervenes. It's about praying through, church, and getting your shout back. Not only getting it back, but keeping it. Amen? Man, I should hear some shouts on Sunday morning in the parking lot. Woo! Oh, there's my church. Here they come. Woo! How's it going, brother? God bless you. God is good. Come on, I don't remember one time uh, Pastor uh, Raymond Figueroa came to minister on a weekend revival, amen, and he was in the parking lot getting out. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Woo, we're going to have church today. I feel so good. I mean, he was getting, he was out there preaching in the, in the, in the parking lot. Man, I'd love to hear you guys do that. Woo, come on, vieja, vámonos. Iglesia time. Getting excited for Jesus. Come on, somebody. There's nothing wrong with that. See, praying through is all about consistency. Circling your Jericho as many times, amen. Uh, come on, uh, even if you don't see any change. It's about being persistent. Can somebody say amen? Persistent like the widow in Luke chapter 18. Come on, in verses 4 to 5, it says this of the... Uh, uh, God's word, amen. It says, for a while the judge refused to do anything, but he thought, then he thought, this widow really annoys me. And although I don't fear God or respect people, I'm going to give her justice. Otherwise, she's going to keep coming to me until she wears me out. Come on, we got to wear out God and say, God, I'm going to move on my son. I'm going to move upon that need. We got to be persistent. Come on, persistent means this, continuing without change in function or structure. You stay the same no matter what. Come on, you, 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 you stay there. You, you remain there. You remain with the confidence. James chapter 5, 16 says this, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. That's how powerful prayer is, church. Come on, the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power. Somebody say great power and produces wonderful results. Say wonderful results. Come on, every prayer brings good results, church. You gotta, you gotta seek God earnestly. Come on, you, that means you're praying. You're praying through means that you're taking no for an answer. I'm gonna keep pressing in. I'm gonna keep holding on. I'm gonna keep holding on to God, amen, until He answers my prayer. It's circling your prayer without ceasing, amen. Putting your mind on a mind that says, you know what? I'm never gonna quit, amen, because you never know, listen, when those walls are gonna fall. Prayer means to be persistent in prayer. And not give up does not mean a repetitious prayer. Mean repeating with no meaning. Come on, we're not just repeating someone, something that we heard someone say. You're praying because that's your prayer. That, that's your personal prayer to the Lord. It's not something that you're reciting. Come on, something that you're, you're saying uh, in, in, in repetitious amen. Come on, that's, that's not what persistence means, church. 
That means a constant prayer means to keep our requests continually before God as we live for him day by day and believing, say I believe, believing that God will answer it. God may delay in answering, but his delay always has good reasons. As we are persistent in our prayer, his delays, you got to understand, have good reasons. But as we're persistent in prayer, we grow in character, faith, and hope. That's what's happening on the inside when we're waiting for the answer. Come on, hope starts to rise up. Character starts to rise up. Faith starts to rise up, church. Listen, church, you're always one prayer away from your miracle. Praying through is intense. Come on. I'm talking sweating. I'm talking blood maybe sometimes. Come on, it is love, sweat, and tears, amen. When you're, when you're being persistent and praying through church, circling your Jericho involves more than words. It involves groaning, heartbreaking tears that cry out to God. Praying through doesn't mean, doesn't just bend the ear of God, it touches the heart of God. It takes courage, church, to pray today. A quote from someone says this, courage is fear that has said its prayers. Courage doesn't always roar, church. Sometimes courage is that little voice at the end of the day says, you know what, I'm going to try this again tomorrow. Church, when was the last time that you found yourself flat on, the fa- on your face before the Lord? Come on, when was the last time that your knees hurt from kneeling before God? When was the last time, amen, that you wore out some carpet in your house? from praying, praying back and forth? When was the last time you cried to God, God, I, I need a breakthrough. Uh, God, I need a, a victory over this struggle. God, I, I need a financial blessing, a miracle. Uh, I need my family, uh, my son, uh, someone in the family saved. Uh, God, I need a healing in the sickness, God. Where's the place where you cried out, God, I need you. Father, I need you. Listen, church, when we have nothing left but God, we discover that God is enough. And if God is all you have, church, guess what? Then you have all you need. God wants to take you. Somebody said, take me. He wants to take you higher and he wants to take you deeper. Come on, there are avenues that we haven't even explored. But I can tell you there's, there's a way through prayer to get to those places. Come on, there are higher heights and deeper depths in prayer, and God wants to take you there. Come on, we all hear about the chambers of God and and that place of intimacy with God, amen. And and, and that's where he wants to take you and I, man. I don't know about you, but I want to go there. Come on, these are places, man, where God just starts to touch everything that you need, and and he hits you where right where you're at. And we limit ourselves because we pray at a distance where he says, I want you to pray closer to me. Come on, he wants to take you to a place that you've never seen before. Come on, a new encounter, a a new dimension, a a road to Damascus experience. You know, I was just thinking that this morning, amen, as I'm praying, I'm sitting there and I'm thanking the Lord, amen. I'm thanking him. You know what? I had a road to Damascus experience. I just didn't get saved. I had an encounter with God. 
When I got saved, amen, he delivered me right on the spot from alcohol, amen. That was an encounter with the living God. God changed my life, amen, almost 30 years ago, amen. I just didn't come and answer an altar call. I had an encounter with a God. I said, God, what is it that you want me to do? I fell on my face and said, God, I surrender. I give you my life. I'm going to trust you that you're going to put everything in my life together. And an encounter brought a miracle. People today just get saved. What people need today is an encounter with God. An encounter with God that will change your mind, your attitude, your, give you just a, a, a revolutionize your life. It just revolutionizes your mind, heart, and soul. I got up and I never battled with alcohol. I never battled with drugs. I never battled with going back and forth. Amen. I just served God and fell in love with God. And he empowered me. And help me through. Come on, somebody. We need encounters. Come on. God wants to give you that today. God, that's what's lacking in the world today. I mean, there are some churches that don't even have altar calls. How do you expect them to have an encounter without an altar call? To invite them into the presence of God to experience that in our lives. But if you want to do, want God to do something new in your life, then you got to stop doing the same old things, church. Same things, results with no change. We're going in circles just like the children of Israel that were going in circles in the wilderness. This circle that we're going now is going to give us a victory and a shout. He took them from wandering to a promise. Come on, from going nowhere to going somewhere. Some of us are still wandering over here because we don't know what we want, know where we're going, and, and we're battling God, and we're, we're battling in our choices, and we're battling a, a, a not letting go of certain things. And God says, I want to cross you over, and I want you to circle this here, because here as you circle this, I'm going to bring a promise. I'm going to bring a shout. Walls are going to come down. Things are going to happen in your life. That's what God wants us to do from taking us from the, this circling of people to circle something that has a promise to it. We gotta change something in our lives. Come on, we keep doing the same old thing, and why? We run into the same wall, boom. No change. Right? You ever pray to God, say, God, I want to do this no more, and you end up doing it again? Just me? <laughs> That's why Paul, even the apostle Paul says the things that I wanna do, I don't do. Even Paul struggled with this. And the things I should be doing, I end up not doing. We know what we need to do, church. We just got to do it. And prayer is a byproduct of getting us up there and helping us through that. You can't, you can't just serve God on your own strength. God, I don't know about you. I don't know about you guys. I need prayer. Even every morning, I, God, help me again. <laughs> I got I to pray, God, give me some strength as I minister again. I, I, I can't just come up here and wing it out. I, I want to be me. I want to be you, God. Use me as the way you want to use me. Give me something. Give me some revelation. Stir something inside of me. Man, you know, I just don't want to go in here, read something, and say, oh, God bless you guys. I, I don't want to go. I want to see change. So God, help me, God. Help me to, to be presentable. Help me to present the gospel in a right manner, amen, that ministers to people, Father. Help me to put a message that, you know what, it's timely, that links together, that confirms things, God, that you spoke to me to your people. I don't want to preach with no change. And I pray that you receive it 
for change. Somebody say, I want to change. See, that change involves more than, than sacrifice, church. You got to be willing to go there. You're going to have to sacrifice. You're going to have to say, God. And some of us, you got to sacrifice, you know, getting up a little earlier to get to make it a prayer. You got to get up a little earlier to pray before you go to work. Amen. And you know, you got to, you got to do some, there has to be some sacrifices. You want the, everybody wants the blessings, but nobody wants to sacrifice. Come on. We, 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 we want the full benefits of God, but we're only part-time Christians. How do you expect to get the full benefits when you're a part-timer? You're not going to get it. It takes full time to get full benefits. Come on, and prayer has to be part of that church. If we're wondering why we're struggling, we're wondering why things are not changing, maybe it's because of your prayer life. we got to be willing to sacrifice. you got to take more risks. And you got to be willing to go there and be there for that. So I say make the sacrifice, take the risk, and circle your Jericho. Listen, you if you pray through, God will always come through and you'll get your shout back. Because if it does not challenge you, church, it will not change you. There has to be a challenge. That's why working out just doesn't, the muscles just don't come, fat doesn't come out by just standing in the gym. You mean if I just had a membership card, that's all I need, and I, I get I get fit? <laughs> no, you're going to have to sacrifice. Come on, you're going to have to take some risk of lifting things that you never lift before in order to accomplish things. Come on. You can't just walk into the gym, check everybody out, and say, oh, that's good for me, and walk back out. <laughs> if it doesn't challenge you, it doesn't change you. Church, not only do we need, we need to pray through, but we need to praise through. Come on, somebody. If we go back to our text, go back to Joshua chapter 6, verse 1 and 2, I want you to catch something. You ready? I'm going to throw it out and see if you catch it. You ready? It says here, now the, the gates of Jericho were tightly shut. Because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho. Did you catch it? Did you catch it? Let me read it again. Now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut because the people were afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go out or in. But the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho. Did you catch it right there, church? God is speaking past tense here. Come on, he's not speaking future tense. Listen, God didn't say, I'm going to give you Jericho later. Huh? I'm going to give it to you down the line. He said, I have given it to you. It is already yours. It's already yours, son. All you got to do is... Do what I tell you to do. It's already yours. It's not on layaway. I don't know if people do layaway still, amen? But I remember back in the day, we did layaway all the time. <laughs> it's, it's not on layaway that you got to pay and go do things. and you are, It's already yours. 
Exodus chapter 14, 13 to 14 says, But Moses told the people, Do not be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians that you see today, you'll never see again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. Look at your neighbor and say, Stay calm. Come on. Verse 14 in the NIV says this, The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Come on, the Lord has always been there. The Lord has always been telling us. Right here, he tells them, you know, be silent. Uh, circle Jericho and watch what I do. Back then, he says, you know what? The Egyptians that you see today, look at them because you'll never see them again. Watch what I do. Be still and know that I fight for you. Uh, God is always reminding us that he's always there for us, church. Uh, all you need to do is be still or all you need to do is just circle the promise that he's telling you to circle. Be silent and watch what God does. Understand today, church, that the battle has already been won before even the battle began. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. God has already given them the city and all they had to do was circle their Jericho. In other words, church, stop praying for it and start praising him for it. Amen. You need to start shouting now. Amen. Don't wait till the victory comes. Don't wait till the miracle comes. Start to shout God now as the miracle already happened. Come on, if you're praying for a job, say, thank you, Lord, for my job. I already have it. Amen. Don't say, say, man, I'm praying for no. Start Praising them for it. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. If you don't start talking like that or, or, or start praising them for that, then you're just going to be circling with this a face like, ah, I don't know if this is going to work. Here I go again. Okay, God, I got up early again. You know, I didn't make coffee this time, but, you know, I'm here. I don't get up in the morning and start praising him. God, thank you for my miracle. Thank you for my healing. Thank you for the my, my brother getting saved, my sister getting saved. Thank you, Father, for that. My son said, thank you, Father, God, for the job. Amen. They're going to call me. They're going to call me. I already know. I'm on the top of the list. They haven't just got to it yet. Listen, church. True faith doesn't celebrate after the miracle. True faith celebrates before the miracle happens. As the miracle already happened, church. After you pray through, you need to praise through in order to get your shout back. Prayer and praise are both an expression of faith. But praise is a higher dimension of faith. Prayer is asking God to do something in the future. That's a future tense. Praise, on the other hand, is believing that God has already done it. Past tense. Church, you get your praise back, you'll get your shout back. You, see, you hear that? If you get your praise back, you'll get your shout back. Remember, God does miracles for one reason only, and that is to spell out his glory and to celebrate his goodness. Come on, just like it was said here, when it happens, don't take credit for it. Give God praise for it. Amen. That's what we need to do. You praise through church. Church, for some of you, amen, you, you got to understand for you guys here today, some of you need to stop praying for your miracle and start praising God for your miracle and start shouting that it's already done. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, when you start to do that, your faith will increase. Some of you guys have smiles right now, and some of you are like, I don't know. 
Some of you guys want to smile, but... but. <laughs> Man, church should be the happiest place on earth, amen. But sometimes it looks like the saddest. <laughs> Why? Because I see everyone's faces. <laughs> Come on, God is good, church. Man, back in the day, man, they'd be talking back to the pastor. Preach it, pastor. Hallelujah. That's why I miss Brother Dan. Oh, Brother Dan was my cheerleader. Amen. Glory. Jesus. I'd be, I'd be preaching. Whoa. Hallelujah. It made me believe what I was saying. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on. You got to be excited, church. We are saved and we are covered under the blood of Jesus. Amen. We're on our way to heaven, no longer going to hell. Amen. God has redeemed us because there's been powerful prayers for you that someone has lifted up for you. Amen. So thank your family. Thank your friends. Thank your mama. Thank your grandma. Thank you for praying for me. Because it's powerful and I can shout today because you were shouting for me. God. Something will stir in your spirit as long as you keep circling your Jericho, church. Faith does not make things easy. Faith makes them possible. Because there are moments in your life that you need to start praising and you need to start shouting. If God put a promise in your heart, praise him for it. I can't wait to read that first book. Hallelujah. Praise God for that. Has it been in your spirit? Woo! Shout! <laughs> it's coming. Come on, best novel out there. Hallelujah. Sold over a million copies. <laughs> That's the God I believe. Amen. Don't underestimate what God can do with a simple thought. Come on, we just got to do it, church. Those are things that God, listen... God, through the busyness of the world, took time out to stop at this little church in the corner of Tropicana and Pop. Tropicana. <laughs> I need some water, amen. Tropicana and Pecos to give you something. Why? Because it's a byproduct of prayer. God does not show up to show up because God comes because people have been praying or you've been praying and he comes and shows up and says, I've heard you. And so now I'm going to speak to you. And I'm not going to speak to you privately. I'm going to speak to you openly because what I've spoken, they're going to see come to pass. Come on. We don't, we don't put a timetable, but God's going to bring it to pass. Come on. Somebody say amen. amen. Come on. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta circle those things. You gotta celebrate that it already happened. I'm already celebrating. Amen. That man, uh, there's churches out there. I'm, uh, I'm you know, th things are gonna happen, church. I'm crazy enough to believe it. Cause my God, woo, man, if you, come on, you gotta know your God. That God gives you a shout. That God gives you, helps you build in character, faith. Hope, all those things, when things start to hit your life, it's the prayer part that's going to get you through it. Come on. You need to stop asking because God has already answered it for some of you. And just for the record, amen, if God doesn't answer the way you want it, you still need to praise him for it and praise through it. Can somebody say amen? 
Sometimes God doesn't give you what you think you want, amen, uh, uh, what you think you want, but, but because you deserve so much more. Sometimes we're praying for something. He said, man, God's not answering. No, no, he has something even better for what you're asking for. That's probably the most difficult time to praise God is through those hard times, church. But it's also when our praise is the most pure and most pleasing to God when we're praising God in the midst of a storm. Faith in God includes faith, listen, in his timing. Everything is to God's timing. And God's timing, church, is always perfect. So just wait on it. Don't rush it. Don't push him on it. Just keep circling it. And then start to praise through it. And God, give God praise. Thank you, God. My prayer is answered, even though you don't see it. Can somebody say amen? amen. As I close today, sometimes dreams seem to die. But prayer has the power to resurrect those dreams and give it new life. For some of us here today, we're not sure what God has promised you or put in your heart. But I know one thing, church, that if you keep circling, it'll come to pass. Start circling and he'll start to show you. Start circling and he'll start to, he'll start to move upon you. I say keep circling your Jericho. But don't just pray for praise through come on and don't just praise through come on let me tell you when you start to praise through and praise through church then it will enable you to shout through and as you do god will always come through can somebody say amen there's a quote amen that says surrender to what is let go of what was and have faith to what will be all your dreams can come true if you have the courage to pursue them or circle them. Amen. Church, let's get our shout back. Amen. And let's keep it. Let's just keep it. Come on. Even, even sometimes we just got to, it has to be a sacrificial shout. You don't feel like shouting, but you got to shout anyway. Not crazy but with confidence, right? It's a confident shout. Let me, there was a woman, I'll end with this story here real, real quickly. A woman was asked this question, what do you gain? I want you to listen to it. What will you gain from praying to God regularly? And she replied, usually I don't earn anything, but rather I lose things. And she quoted everything she lost praying to God regularly. I lost my pride. I lost my arrogance. I lost my greed. I lost my urge. I lost my anger. I lost the lust. I lost the pleasure of lying. I lost the, the taste of sin. I lost impatience, despair, and discouragement. Sometimes we pray not to gain something, but to lose something that does not allow us to spiritually grow. Prayer educates, strengthens, and heals. Prayer is a channel that connects us directly to God. Come on, sometimes prayer is not to gain, church. Sometimes it's to lose. And then prayer will get you back to your shout. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Come on, let's all stand up.